You are listening to the Transformation Table, where we talk about God's business. Morning, you are tuning to Unlock Radio, and this morning, for the next hour or so, you, we invite you to come and sit with us around the Transformation Table. We are brothers and sisters in Christ, meeting all over the world around the, on Zoom, and uh, we've been having this meeting for almost... I think it's more than three years now, but uh, we started off as Mana van Ivoert, and then uh, we changed it to the transformation, transformation Table. And this is what Unlock Radio is all about. We want to help you to transform into that that God has called you to be. So, yes, good morning, Renzo. Good morning, my brothers and sisters. It's good to see your faces this morning. Morning, Freek. Good morning, Peter and Atman, Alida. Umbeno, Chris, Peter, Anthony, good morning, morning. Morning. Yes, Freak. Um I I I while you are while you are looking for that word of um uh you know the don't feel discouraged about what uh, about the radios giving you challenges and stuff like that. I remember when we, you know, I was just a, a fresh Christian, uh, um just born again. And uh, we we got together. I don't know if you remember those days, Freak. I'm talking about what? Sure, ten years ago, we um we wanted to get a little radio to 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 play at the at the, our gathering place, um at the, where we were spoiled so much by a freak boutique hotel, and um how we had trouble technical trouble getting the right thing to do the right job. You remember we went and and picked up another one for 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 your early prison ministries. Um, many years ago and um <clears throat> and i've learned since then if there's technical challenges if the enemy is resisting it means the fight is worth the fight my my personal trigger when i when i get that resistance i get my head gets into the game because I, then i know this is a fight worth getting into you know there's going to be blood and guts but it's going to be for the glory mm. and uh and I, it's a privilege um being being to this being together this morning with some fellow soldiers that's been in the in this battle with with uh, together you know um in some of these battles and we've had some we've had some beautiful ones before uh you know so i'm excited i know your struggles with the radios and um and i know that there's a plan of action and i think it's a good plan and it's going to work out well so uh, as you say to the to the guys in the prisons, don't be discouraged. We're working on it. You know, these we are reinventing another wheel because what we need cannot be bought off the shelf. Uh, Freak, uh, you agree with me? Yeah, totally, my friend, my brother, and uh, you know that's so much wonderful about this morning. Also, is having people around the table. Um, it's you always say that, and you say when you are the brightest spark in the room. Uh, if the people around the table doesn't challenge you in your life and hold you up and uh, in, in, uh, encourage you uh, to become a better person, um, sitting amongst this transformation table uh, brought also uh, in myself, uh, in my faith walk with God, in my journey with God, new challenges in my own life. You know, taking on this, I always tell the people in correctional services, the department, I say to them, this is a big elephant that we have tackled here, but we eat it piece by piece. And uh, 
But the great thing, and, 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 and that's maybe a good thing also to start off this morning, talking about how important is the team around you? How important mm. is the people around you, on around the table? Because you can't do anything. And um, uh, maybe if we uh, get some of you, uh, uh, Atman or so, pray for, praying for us, uh, starting for us, 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 us off in prayer, I roll the tongue for more. Um, then uh, we we can start talking because I would love you to share with the guys also in in, in the correctional centers what you shared about your toolbox. Um, okay, so important uh, when we that day when you told me about your toolbox that's always in your boot. So yeah, Atman, if yeah. you can start for us in prayer and then we can go on. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this beautiful day that you have made. Lord, we are so grateful even for your presence around this table this morning. Thank you for everyone that is tuned in. And it is the prayer of our hearts that you will come near to us, speak to us through our brothers and through everything that's going to happen around this table this morning. Thank you, Father, for this beautiful man and woman all with us, with a plan, your plan in our hearts. We pray now in the mighty name of Jesus that you will guide us with every word and even those who will listen afterwards. We think about our brothers and sisters inside of prison, that you even will touch their hearts today, Lord, that they will see and understand how the will of God works for us, even we that are free with our struggles, but we came through it all for your glory. Bless us this day in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen, Atman. We came through it all together because of you. Freak, um, yes, I'm, I'm back on, on that point of the, of the, the people around you that uh, they're going to battle. Mm. You know, and, I, and, I, and I think uh, you know, Atman is such a good example. Atman, I'm going to skinner about you in front of you. Um, the, you know, that quiet guy that goes along with you, you know, he's just there and he's going on the journey with you and you almost don't notice him, you know, but he's always there, you know. And then one day when the battle gets thick and the, and the, and the fight is on, you know, you know those moments mm. when you, when the, when the, the pawpaw eats the fan, suddenly that brother comes out or that person comes out and in a mighty way, you know, and, 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 and that's why one must be very careful when you're sitting around the table or you're making a group of friends, not to, not to judge, you know, not to think, you know, because you don't, you don't know what, what God is busy developing. You know, remember we had that morning, we were talking about the, what happens in the dark, you know, what happens in the quiet moment when you, when you're alone, you know, when, when God is building a mighty warrior, he doesn't look mighty, not then, yeah. right? He looks, he looks like that, that guy that is going to be, and it's, he's over and done with. And then one day when he stands up into the battle, you realize, whoa, where did this come from? I don't know. That's one of my favorite, favorite emotions or feelings, you know, when, when you, when you moving along and the next moment, this guy just stands up and you say, yo, what happened? Mm-hmm. You know? It's uh, you know that 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 uh, that effect of the, the 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 person that's inside there that God has developed pops out. Mm, but cool. um, you know, uh, 
Briak, the the <clears throat> I, I want to I don't, I don't want to talk too much. I want the, us to have a nice discussion around the table this morning. I've, I'm feeling in my heart that's what we that what we up to this morning. Um, but uh, you know, t- talking about the projects and the and the battles we get involved in, and me and Peter are going to be on in the in the car tomorrow, and we are going to be on our way to the campfire weekend, our first one for the year. So I'm excited about that, and that's a different battle. And um, you know, also one of those that uh, we get into the battle, but and we uh, and we and we're fighting the enemy, and we do not know what's going to be the outcome. We know the outcome is going to be victory. We know that the outcome is going to become is going to be another soul that is um, saved. But who it is, we don't know. Is it going to be on the camp? We don't know. You know, all glory to God in His time in 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 His moment. Um, but but what I wanted to say is, <clears throat> Saturday afternoon, I'm working, I'm messing around a little bit with some drawings for that radio, and this thought comes up in my mind, and I sent you the little photo. He came to set the captives free. That's what I wanted to engrave on the radio. Hmm. And then I sat back after speaking to you and I sat back and I realized what this is about, you know, because it's a, it's a cool phrase. He came to set the captives free. That's very nice. And then I realized the depth. And, and actually what happened was uh, we, we went to uh, Peter's uh, church on, um, on, on Sunday morning, Peter, sure. And I just want to tell you, I was sitting there bef- while the, while the band was playing beautifully. And it just had this rush of, of emotions, you know, all thoughts about, especially about transformation table coming in about what we spoke about last week, that we have to get some, some business people in. And, um, because there's things that we learn around this table that some people will never learn. The freedom will never be there because they are still captive. Yeah. You know, and, um, and if we do not discuss this, and sometimes, uh, uh, Peter, uh, a week or so ago, I fo- uh, we spoke and I said to him, Peter, I'm not sure if we're doing community development on, on Transformation Table anymore. And luckily, Peter, in his wisdom, helped me straight right, you know, because um, shortly after that, we had the, 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 the meeting last week, Thursday, with the guys in prison. And I realized that. You know, the things that we think take for granted that God has showed us already yeah. for some people are completely oblivious. You know, so, and oblivious is the right word. They're not even, they don't even know that they don't know. That's and before, before I came to sit around the table, you know, that song of ours, I didn't know that I didn't know. How do you teach somebody something that they don't even know that they don't know? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and he came to set the captives free. So, um, Yes, I, I'm not sure if I changed the course of our discussion, uh, uh, Freak, but yeah. uh, um, how do you tell somebody you don't know what you don't know, but I'm going to um, I'm going to give you a little bit of a picture of it. Mm. How do you do that? You know, and that is what a big part of what I think is not only going on in 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 the prison environment, but also all over our country. Mm. You know, and 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 it's our jobs. I mean, uh, famous saying I've heard is, "It is our job to represent God accurately." Mm. Yeah, That's... and um, how do we do that? And how do we do that? Uh, you know, 
Peter, uh, forgive me, please. But Peter's best sermons and Peter's best sermons were not while they were sermoning. It was in the discussions. Yeah, for me personally. You know, them standing in the pulpit um, teaching has not been their best sermons. The best sermons for me was when we were together and just feeling their presence and the and the picking up on their vibe. You know, you know, does that make sense at all? Um you know, it is, it is, it, uh, and, and, and forgive me, guys, but the, I mean, transformation table is a place where we can talk about each other in front of each other. Eh? <laughs> um, Peter's, Peter's best sermon is not what he comes out of his mouth. Peter's best sermon is that real, genuine, deep love for Jesus. Yeah. You don't have to, you don't have to hear it. You feel it. Mm. Um, so, so he's very quiet, but, um, I asked him on Sunday, he has to tell us the, there's a couple of stories that's beautiful. Freak, you spoke yesterday about your, your one cent story. And I was particularly excited when you said you're going to tell us your one cent story in English because hmm. that's a whole new ball game already. Yeah. And we need to get a, and we need to make a separate podcast about it because it's a powerful story. But Peter has got a boyki, uh, it's an Afrikaans boyki, a, a, a little boat. Story that has to be told, but I'm not sure if it will work in English, you know, and it has to be told many, 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 many times. But um, we'll we'll do that as well at some point. But yes, um, uh, I got a little bit distracted there, <laughs> you know. But just just play this in your mind. He came to set the captives free. Yeah, what 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 a revelation that is in. I mean, uh, Chris, I'm sure you know. In, in the area that you're working in, I'm not sure how that's going with the with the um, with the Bible uh, classes, but uh, are you finding that that captives are are getting waking up? You know, are you waking up the captives? You want me to share? Yes, if you don't mind, please. Chris. Yeah, I'm um, thinking of that scripture in um, Ephesians two verse ten that we are his workmanship created for good works um, in Christ Jesus that we should walk in. And it's interesting that um, word workmanship uh, comes from the Greek word poema, which means God is writing a poem about our lives. And, um, you know, um, talking about the Bible study and um, the things that we're doing, we're only starting to get going now. I had a meeting with uh, some of the youth um, last Sunday. We got together, and they are so excited about the Bible study. And then I had the one guy that came to eat with us, um, Pulalani. That's the guy that I'm building a relationship with. Now, he's a hip-hopper and a rapper, you know, with the youth. They like that music. Um, but I, I encourage him, you know. But, you know, the amazing thing is talking about Pohima and um, the works that uh, God has created for us to walk in is that um, in 2019, I don't know if I shared this before, um, Leon, Leon de Villiers, um, him and Arda was here with Project Essay. And um, he actually said to me, Chris, I believe that God's going to use you as a father figure to this community. And uh, I thought to myself then, you know, <laughs> father figure, maybe I look like a father, but 
<laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be a father figure to the community, but anyway. And um, then on the 29th of December, the Lord spoke to me and said, start a Bible study with the youth and start build, you know, picking up the pieces again um, with, with, with these guys. And, you know, he came for supper, and it's so amazing, talking about Pohima, is that um, about four years ago with Project Esther, we, we had some money. And um, somebody donated some money. It was about three or 4,000 rand. And I bought an overhead projector. And then a year ago, I sat with another guy, and we put music together. And we thought of starting something with the youth, but it never materialized. And it was all the African music of Benjamin Dubé. So I've got the videos. I've got the overhead projector. We're going to have a praise and worship session on a Sunday afternoon. We're starting on Sunday, this Sunday. Uh, just pray for us for a venue because we need a venue. We're starting on Sunday at 1 o'clock. I've got the music. I've got the overhead projector. And we're going to start with our Bible study. And I'm trusting the Lord for uh, on-fire youth that we will start here and people will give their lives over to the Lord. This is part of revival. This is part of transformation. So it's very exciting. Yeah. Amen. Cool. Amen. So I just want to tell you, Chris, I'm also a fan of hip hop. So um, it's not, it's not um, only some people. I also like a bit of hip hop. I actually like a little bit of everything, but um, yes, that's awesome. It is about the relationship that's being built. You know, before you get into the battle, it's something that we have lost our culture, or South Africa. If you want to do business in China, you spend lots of time first, just spending time together. You're not speaking a, a second of of business. You don't, you don't, there's no way of doing business quickly. I had to learn it the hard way. That you build relationship first. Once you've built relationship, you get into the business. You know? um, and I think that's why also one of the pleasures of, um, of the transformation table. We are busy building a relationship. We're getting to know each other. Um, and we, so when the battle is in on, you trust your buddy. Freak, you've got your hand up. Yes, thanks. Um, yeah, it's all about that. Uh, uh, one of my sons, the one that's working with me, doing our technical stuff, Christopher. He spoke to me the other day. I think two week, two days ago, when we went to a ladysmith on our way there, and it's about two hours drive from us. And uh, in he asked me, he said to me. He, he he wants to know something and i give him some advice about he wants to go to he wants to go to the army actually he wanted to go to the israel israeli army at one stage and at one stage it was just to be a medic and i said why medic because he just wants to save people now christopher means christ bearer he just wants to save people he just just want to save the hurt and i realized it's part of his calling so in his preparation for what God has God's load shed in Dalbayella. You know, if you've got a calling to be a, 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 a saver, a savior, a, a, a raider, I think it sticks. Um, uh, Peter, I don't know if you remember, many years ago, uh, we, we had a conversation. I told you that I, I'm the only real formal training I've had. I, I'm a fireman, you know, and um, 
And you said, you made this very blasé comment almost. said, don't worry. You're going to fire. You're going to, you're going to get back into the fireman game. You're going to save people out of the fire. You know, I didn't realize which fire you're talking about, but I just want to tell you, I bought myself a fire engine um, uh, earlier this week. I'm waiting for it to get, to get delivered. But uh, so we'll, we might even do some real fires again. We're going to start a private fire, firefighting um, uh, thing there in our area. Frieka, are you back? Yes, thanks. Sorry, we've got load chaining. So uh, sure. uh, our generator went off. I don't know what happened. But um, yes, yeah, speaking about uh, Christopher's question, asking me, he wants to know. And his, actually, his question was about, but I'm not sure why I want to go yet. Uh, and I asked him, I said, okay, is it to go and just make war and kill people or to bring peace? Because a true warrior fights for peace. And and that's uh, what I believe all of us around the table and everybody that's involved in communities and developing communities in the community that I serve and uh, labor by God's grace in the prisons, I've got a vision that over the years, every prisoner preacher, to we get to a place where the enemy will say, don't send them to prison in South Africa. Because they will go in there, but something inside, they will, they will come out more dangerous against us than they were for us. Because transformation is happening in the prisons. Uh, rehabilitation, but transformation is more powerful. There's a transform into a new image. You become into the prison, you are seen as a bad person, a criminal, and you must be removed from society, but you're locked up, and inside those bars, behind those bars, that's when the master will come and touch you and uh, bold you up, cleanse you, and set you free by his truth, because the truth will set you free, but you must know the truth. The truth has got a name. So, Chris, do you want to go to the army and into war because of actually just fighting other people and killing people? Because those are coming back to the guys that's so quiet. Your true warriors doesn't speak a lot. Eh? If I look at the, uh, the fight between Rikas and the Sterlocks, what's his name? Sterlocks. St- 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 uh, the MMA fight of, uh, two, two, three weeks ago. It was the, before the fight, you could see these guys were working each other out. They were trying to get into each other's mind. Because when you get into the ring, we always said in boxing, the truth will found you in the ring. <laughs> you know, you can speak a lot outside, but when you're in there, dan moet jy gooi, papi. Dan is het nie, dan moet jy klaar gepraat, dan moet die ouwens praat. And so we, we had this discussion about being a true warrior. And when eventually when I said to him, well, the greatest warrior of, of all, the Prince of Peace, came to set the captives free. His, his whole heart is peace. Not man's make peace, but his peace. He wants us to be in peace and in joy and in harmony. But, um, you know, uh, uh, Prof. Berger, uh, Tuesday morning at a sermon, and in his sermon he, he explained to us, yeah, that guy can break the word open with his knowledge of the Greek and Hebrew and 
But that scripture in Luke, what is it, Luke 10, where the, where the Bible says, he came to seek the lost. That word seek, he said to us, that word is intensely seeking, not just I'm looking for something. It's like you, you lose yourself to get it. If you look at the parable of the lost coin, the lost sheep in Luke 15, it is all about getting something back that you lost with everything inside of you. It is intense, intense in you. So in my community and most of them listening to us, by God's grace, there's about probably 700 people listening to us now behind prison bars at this stage in their cells. And that's the community that I need to serve and raising up an army. Atman, you can, you can I, I believe, will stand in agreement with me and all the other guys, but if you were, especially look, looks like in the police or in the army, um, I met a guy last week Friday at a men's breakfast where I ministered. He was also in the, in the, in the army. And this guy's on fire for the door. But he was dangerous when he was in the world. You know, he was the type of guy who sit next to you and he will kill you in a way that you don't even realize you are dying. You know, he's, he, he was he was just a slight modern armor. And then you get your guys that uh, was in the gangs, in the prison, in, in, in gangsterism. When the Lord grabs them out of that kingdom, out of that life, they become dangerous for the Lord because is it a thing of no fear? Because when I was in darkness, I feared nothing. Some of us, I said, well, we only fear God, but Yes, when you're in the kingdom of light, you only have to fear God, and that's the only one you have to fear and stand in awe over him. So, yeah, it, uh, it is uh, a discussion we can continue to speak about. So where Chris are busy, and each one of us are busy, and Atman, um, it's all about raising up an army for Christ that is on fire for him, dangerous for him, and uh, that is... I strongly believe the only answer for the crime and violence in South Africa. Change the heart of, 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 of crime. Go to the heart. Go into the heart where these things... You know, I, always, I, I realized this when I started in prison ministry. It's not difficult to get somebody out of prison, but to get the prison out of somebody is a very, very hard thing to do. And the only thing that only one that can do that, when I always ask them, is who's the one that can set you free from the prison on the inside? And mostly I hear Jesus. And I and I have to tell them, no, it's not Jesus. Jesus said, I stand at the door and I knock. If you hear my voice and you open up, you were made by your own will. God gave you your own free will. That was the biggest freedom God gave mankind, to have your own free will. You, you were not made to be a robot. God is not going to force you to serve him, to be in love with him, to be part of his kingdom. He's not going to force you. He's not going to... You need to take it by force. You need to get hold of it. You need to grab it. And, um, yeah, so I always say to him, you hear his voice, you need to open up your heart for him to come in he's ready he wants to come in but you've made you must make that choice so yeah 
I would love you also now to share just a bit also about the toolbox because in the last couple of days, you know, remember when I I realized when, because you're one of my brothers that will always say, talk to me if you need something, if you need help. And when I phoned you last week and I said, but we have a trouble, we're having challenges with these radios. Um, and yesterday when we were out swimming, it was about 42 degrees. Sitting there, <laughs> it was tough. Sitting there, and one of the inmates of the female uh, present came to us and she said, and this is what blesses me, Menzo, guys, sisters. Um, we listen to this radio right through the night. That radio is on through the night in the cells. And then, unfortunately, this radio that we bought can't take, like, looks like she said, we just felt it, it became very hot and it popped. And, uh, yeah, so when I found you and I asked you, please, brother, we, I need advice, I need help, if, uh, immediately you went into action because you're part of the team, you're part of this army that saw, and you, you were the one going like this when I said, the only answer for crime and violence in South Africa is not building bigger prisons, bringing back the death sentence. Maybe that will help for a while. It is people need to change. Their hearts need to change. And the only one that can change a person's heart is the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the only way out of violence. He's the only way out of crime. He's the only way out of addiction. The Lord Jesus Christ. He is the truth that will set you free. So, yeah, um, coming back to that toolbox also, I know you raised your hand, but I also want to hear about that toolbox. I need the peace people need to hear about it. Yes, Rick. Um, yeah, so, so, so it's not about, you know, for me and my heart, it's not about the radio. It is about that question. You know, when you tell people that you are working in prison, I'm sure you've heard this answer a hundred times, maybe a thousand times. And, and, you know, we were talking about the warrior spirit in, 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 in some of us. And I know enough about Friak that although he sit there, he sits there and he looks like a really calm teddy bear, I know that there is a very dangerous guy sitting and he's moving further and further back, but he is there. You know, there's a warrior in there. And if you push the wrong buttons, you're going to have to push a lot of buttons. I've seen, I've seen it. It's not like in the old days where you only have to tickle one button for a second and you've got the, the trouble comes out. It's, it's buried far and deep. But all of us has got a, a where the point where we, we lose our reasoning. Um, and, and of course, one of the blessings that we get being saved is that, that, that button gets hidden away far away. Um, and the further the better. But, that that warrior spirit, that losing my cool comes out when I have to hear this phrase. I don't think, I think you're wasting your time preaching in prison. Some people cannot be changed. Freak, it blows my mind. I want to lose it. My, 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 you know, my back gets up. My hair stands up straight. My, um, my, uh, you know, and I respect the fact that there's a lot of people out there that has been deeply intensely hurt by criminal activity i understand that very well i'm not you know i respect that understand that but one thing i believe in because i am proof of it and i'm looking at 
I'm looking at pictures on my on my screen of people that's proof of that. God can change you. He is that God, you know. And um, I had such a, a little uh, giggle on Sunday on, on Sunday morning uh, because it's something that I, a little movie that I played off in my head a couple of times where the guys will tell you, when I get to heaven, I am going to have, you know, and they'll have their little finger up. When I get to heaven, I'm going to have a serious go- talk to God about a couple of things. And I think to myself, yes, that's real cute, buddy. When you meet God, you're going to, and it's exactly like Peter, Peter said, you're going to fall down on your face and you're going to lie there like a dead person because the fear will be too much for you. Doesn't matter which, how big a warrior you are. Doesn't matter how tough you were on earth. You are going to meet the, the, the Lord of the armies, you know, the ultimate warrior, the God, you know, the, the reverence that we're talking about, you know, that reverence word is a big word. It's, it's a much better descriptive word in, in English, I think. And, 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 and Afrikaans is God Friesentheit. And just the word scares you already. But anyway, um, so, so we must make, we must make sure that we understand that God has got the ability to set the captives free, to save us all. There is no one that is, that is exempt from that um, grace. No one. Everybody can. And so when when um, I need to learn the skill, when somebody gives me that answer of, uh, I don't think people can, the people in prison can change. I need to find a reasonable, something I can, I can reason with. Um, you know, find myself a proper answer because I lose my cool, and then the whole um, the whole reasoning part falls out of um, out of the uh, equation. So uh, if you if you guys can set up something for us for a decent answer, I'll appreciate it. But okay, the 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 toolbox, Fleek. I can't remember the toolbox story exactly, but uh, what I'm what I'm you know I'm, I drive a very nice car. I'm really spoiled and blessed, but in the boot of my car is something that sort of not belongs in that car. And that is a real craftsman toolbox. My toolbox where my spanners are in. Um, and uh, it goes with me because I've got the ability to use those. I understand how a spanner works. I know how to make it work. I know how to do, put things together. It's my, it's my um, special blessing. Um and all of us has got a different toolbox. And I think that's a story that, Frick, you might have to remind me a little bit, but that's where we're going. Everybody's got a different toolbox. Some people knows, some people has the ability to work with, um, with a spanner and a screwdriver and a lathe and, you know, the technical stuff. But everybody has got a different toolbox. The trick is to find your toolbox. And, and, and Chris put it so beautifully this morning. I wrote it down here. When I get up here this morning, I'm going to go and, Tell my guys at the factory this story about Bohemia, because I do believe, and 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 there's a, I can't remember the story exactly, but there's a um, there's a description of a, a craftsman or a um, how do you become an artisan? There's a journey, right? The you become an appy, you know nothing, and then you mix, and this is again the transformation table that makes me so excited. You know, I was an appy. And I ma- managed to mix 
were some artisans. And the artisans took me on the journey because you are happy and then you're a journeyman. You've heard those words before. Then you're on the journey of learning how to become a craftsman. Right? And then one day you're a craftsman. You know how to do this work. And then you go on another journey and you become an artisan. You make the the work that you do. It doesn't matter if you are a, a sweeper or if you are a gardener or if you are a mechanic or if you are a CEO of a company or you're the top earning guy in the world. That journey stays the same. You become happy. Then you go on a journey. If you mix with the right artisans, you become a journeyman, then you become a craftsman, and then you become an artisan. And the guys that do this to the next level, not only like what they're doing, they love what they're doing. It is becoming, it becomes poetry. If you look at somebody that does, and, and, and uh, Friek, I've lost the ability to look down on someone. You know, when, when, when I interview guys, I, my question is, what can you do? One day I had a guy that said, boss, I can see, I can identify if something is dirty and I can clean it. And I said, you all, that is an excellent answer. There's no, uh, somebody, uh, when we started on uh, the the, the community development group, somebody told us that his dad was a, a bricklayer. And immediately I got respect for that guy because of his dad, right? A man that lays bricks nicely is a you know, is a artisan. The guy that gets up in the morning at four o'clock, five o'clock to go to work to provide for his family gets my gets my respect immediately. I don't care if he sweeps floors or if he um, uh, you know. There's no there's what I'm trying to get at. There's no there's no one job that's better than another job. There's no job that's more prestigious than another job if you get to the point of artisanship, where Bohemia, where what you're doing becomes poetry. Yeah. So, uh, Frank, I'm not sure if I answered the toolbox story uh, correctly. Maybe you remember it a little bit differently or the uh, spirit translated for you a little bit differently. But you know, the toolbox, you find your toolbox. Yeah. Now, thanks, Menja. We completely said what because... Uh, I know that uh, Mr. Bush, the head of Correctional Center, Medium A, the men's uh, president where we started the radio station, he's probably sitting in his office now listening to us. Good morning, Wolf, and uh, the Wolf, uh, the head of Lady Smith Correctional Center. And uh, I know these guys, they need to have a big, big, big toolbox to operate the prison. It's, it's I believe, one of the most difficult uh, uh, chairs to sit in because you you've got naughty boys and girls in your school and 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 to see especially mr bush how much the president uh, 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 the person not the president the person means to them to say but we believe you can change change is possible and i believe change is possible only in jesus christ the lord so yeah, it was completely, I wanted it, it's just as I wanted it about the two walks. I was at a stage 
where I actually wanted to start a production company. And I spoke to you about something. I, I was speaking to you. I asked you advice regarding starting your own business. Because starting a ministry and a nonprofit is the same thing. But at that stage, we, we, we wanted to, to see how we can get an extra income for, for the ministry. And uh, I'm so passionate about uh, especially video and telling stories and bringing it to life. life. And uh, we're going to start a, a film school now in Outschwering, a men's prison, where we're going to train them also up to, to be cameramen and, and making movies and all of that. So that's also part of the transformation. But um, I was speaking to you about something that day, and you, you said to me, I've got this toolbox in my car because I don't know where I, maybe I'll stop something somewhere and I need a screwdriver. It's in my toolbox. Yeah, I need this, it will be in my toolbox. I'm, 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 I always come prepared with my toolbox, what, with what is in my toolbox. I just want to uh, share something with you regarding also your vision and the people sitting around the table. You know, when I saw a couple of years back uh, something in, in my spirit, it's like I, when I started ministering in Kugusov prison, I saw the cameras inside the prison and we were broadcasting our services on TV. Everybody at that time said to me, you are crazy, it will never happen. It did happen. For over five years, we recorded our services in prisons and broadcasted it in, on Christgate TV. Speaking about the radio, when we started speaking, when I started speaking about the radio, how many people, and you're so true, in, it's right when you say, people say, but they can't change. And it's, it's scary to hear how many Christians tells you, tells you that. If a real true believer of Jesus Christ, follower, sold out to Christ, uh, that knows by his blood I'm redeemed, his blood cleansed me of all my sin, he has set me free. If when the Son of God set you free, you're truly free. When, when you get believers telling you, or Christians saying, but nah, no, you're wasting your time. Uh, I often hear this, Christians. Uh, <laughs> and then you, you think, but do you really believe in the, the, the redeeming power of the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you want to tell me, me and so many thousands of other people that were saved by His grace, that was in the heart of darkness, and He grabbed us out of that darkness, you really want to tell me he can't change anybody? And you know what? Over the 22 years by God's grace being in prison ministry, I saw God change monsters into men that I wanted to have. I would, would love to be like them. I saw it, not didn't hear about it. I saw it with these two eyes. Not one, not two. I can't even say how many. God did it and he's still doing it. And I believe he's going to do it, and he's going to do it more than ever before because he never changes. What he did yesterday, he will do today, and he will do forever. And that's why I believe if, if you get a vision from God and he tells you to you see something, I just want to show you something here. Let's just get it. When I came to God 17 years back, um, 
because of my my background, God couldn't couldn't send someone to me to tell me about Jesus. He had to move the things in my life in such a way that I I had no choice but to acknowledge that He is there and that He's alive. And then I sat there in the rude awakening as yeah, you are, 33 years old. You've made a mess of your life. You you don't have any experience. My toolbox was, was empty, man. <laughs> I only knew how to use drugs and how to jaw. I was very good in that and waste my life. And uh, and the Lord, I said, Lord, you know, you know what, do I, what do I do with my life? Where do I go? You know, um, it's like a, a point of no return. I, I was ashamed of my life. I was ashamed of the choices I made. And I, I felt very, very um, despondent and disheartened because of what I've done with my life. Here I am, 33 years old, and I've, I've got nothing to show of it, and, and I don't know where to go. I don't know what the future is in front of me. And then the Lord said, he has a tool, and he gave me the word. And and he said, okay, take this tool and start start bolting this bolt here. And I took the, took the spanner, and I started bolting the bolt. And then I went back to him and said, okay, thank you, I've done it. And he said, no, okay, well, there's another bolt. Go bolt that bolt. And I started bolting the bolts. And he just kept on letting me use this one tool the whole time and and just practice with it. Practice with it. And the, the trick is, and this is the important thing, the Lord says in his word, he says, you must be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And... I'm okay. My toolbox can only be a beacon to Jesus. I can't change myself. I didn't change me. I only the, the choice, like Freak said, the, the free choice and the free choice that I have, and I believe every person has, is the time you spend in the Word of God. Because the more time you spend in the Word of God, it's it's like it's like spending time with God and actually getting to know God. So God drinks black. coffee with three sugars and uh, he likes uh, just a little bit of cream, small little bit of cream. I, I know that because I've spent time with him. But if you don't know God, you're not going to know how he drinks his coffee. So important thing that I'm trying to say is, is the toolbox that God gives you, maybe it looks like it's empty. <laughs> but if you go to God and you take that tool that he gives you, which is the word of God, and you allow him to start applying it in your life, then he starts on that journeyman. He makes you a craftsman by his word. We can't change ourselves. We can't change our situation, our circumstances. But the one thing that, I, that we can do is spend time in his word to such an extent that we're so sensitive to the Holy Spirit that when the Holy Spirit moves or speaks, we hear Him. It's not about moving mountains. It's about God walking in your journey with you today. Whether you're sitting in a cell and you need to go and clean the manasi or you need to clean the toilet, if you are prepared to walk the journey with God in His Word, eat the Word, eat the Word, get the Word into your heart, start speaking the Word out of your tongue, start learning what is God's will for you, then you'll look back after 10 years, and all of a sudden you see, hey, but I don't just have one tool in my toolbox, I've got like 
four or five. And you're like, wow, it's it's exciting because God has changed things without me even knowing it, man. You know, he's he's walked out of this. He's come to set me free. Not is going to set me free one day. He set me free the moment I got born. And I need to learn what it means to be free. And freedom, you know, you can sit in jail today because of the things that you've done. You maybe feel that you're not free, but you can be more freer. You can be more free than most people that are outside in the world because there are a lot of people that are captured, that are in a spiritual jail outside, not inside, outside of the jails that they are today, outside of prison. Now people are trapped, trapped in bondage, trapped in addiction, trapped in a mindset that you have because you have not gone to God and sit there and speak to the Holy Spirit and say, okay, here I am, Lord, come with me in this day. I need you to help me here. God never takes our problems away. What he does is, is when you're in the middle of the storm, what does he do? I'm right here, but don't worry. I'm holding you, boy. And then he makes you pass straight for you. Then he sorts your problem out for you. Now you've learned something. You learn that God says in his word, this is what he's going to do. This is an experience. Now you've gone and you've practiced this bolt. So in the future, when you see now what, what does God do? He sends people on your path so that you can minister to them. That's what Freak does. He met this amazing God, and now he's having this amazing journey that he's walking with God. And what can he do? He can say, but look what God did for me. Now he can do it for you if he wants to. And that is the toolbox that gets filled slowly but surely. It's not something that's going to happen overnight. All of a sudden, you've got this big toolbox with all the spanners and everything. No, 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 no. You can sit your whole life in a, me in a mechanic shop. You can learn all, all the tools that's in that mechanic shop. You can everything in that machine. But if you don't learn from the artisan how to use the tool, where does it fit in, and how do you use it, then all that knowledge doesn't mean anything. The important thing is, is to be able to walk with God. Okay, you sat here. Yeah, I'm sitting in this situation. I'm, I've got this problem in front of me. I don't know how to work this. What does the word say? Da, 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 eat the word, eat the word. Boop, yeah, the Lord gives you a scripture. Psalm, 15, Psalm 50, verse 15. I'm with you no matter what. I walk with you. Or the devil comes and tells you, yeah, man, you're not going to make it. you this worthless criminal. You've never been in... You are not going to stand up out of this life. Your future looks bleak and dark. And then God says, I am with you. I've given you a new life. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. Ek het vir jou nie belewe gegeer. Ek stap saam en toe. Ek maak jou pad vir jou gelijk. Geen nie om wat afvoer is. I don't care how big the storm is. If you say, Jesus, wake up. Yeah, I'm falling. You know what's going to do? He's going to wake up and make that storm calm. Because he's teaching you that the toolbox that he's given you is the greatest and biggest gift he could ever give us. When Jesus left and went back to the Father, he gave us the biggest, most precious thing that he could give us, and that was the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the Father. That Spirit that walks with us is a multi-tool. <laughs> he can change into anything he wants to. He can direct and unite anything that he wants to. He can change a heart from the hardest stone that it's ever been into the softest putty it's ever been if he chooses to do that. And if you allow yourself 
to walk that path with God, hold on to him and, and let him use you, let him use you in this situation. Today you're cleaning a toilet, you're struggling with that guy because he's purposefully flipping, messing up the place where you're cleaning and you're struggling with, oh Lord, but this guy, then the Lord says, okay, look at your heart about it. What are you doing? Have you prayed for him? Okay, Lord, let me pray for this guy. I'm so sorry, Lord. You know, I'm sitting, for instance, in my own situation now. The people I work for are willfully denying God. Hulle drink as pres, man. Hulle worry nie. And hoe hulle praat is vicious. Nou is ek in hierdie omstandighede. So, ah, jy lor, jy weet, ek het gedaat, ek kan talk to any person, whether he's the president or whether he's a pauper, I can talk to anybody, but yeah, people that I cannot repeat, I can't reach them. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to reach them. So what have I done? I've given this problem to God now. God said, pray to them, pray for them. I prayed for them. Now, in my heart, I'm expecting God's going to show me somewhere down the line. He's going to open the door for me so that I can give them a word. And now, and I've knocked on the door. I've been an instrument in God's hands now. I've done what he's told me to do. It's their choice whether they receive it or not. And somewhere down the line, the Lord will say, okay, Anthony, they don't want to receive what you've given them. I've opened their heart. I've prepared their heart. No stuff for your foot off. But if you don't spend time in the word of God, then you don't know the will of God. And that is the one thing that we have that God's given us, the tools that God's given us that can change our lives is the Spirit of God and the Word of God. And if we can combine those two, that's in our toolbox. If we can yearn for that, you lose yourself in wanting to find that. If you lose yourself in the Word of God and the Holy Spirit and, and demand from Him, I want to experience you today, then you will find yourself five years down the line, ten years down the line, and God has changed you and He's filled your toolbox with tools that are so precious because you change people's lives. Look at what's happening to Freak today. Look at what happened to Atman. I mean, yeah, the transformation table. I've been here, year. It's been such an impact in my life. Not every day I've had something to say. Sometimes I say something and I, I know people don't agree with what you say. Um, but afterwards I'd go back and I'd spend time with the Lord and I'd think about what they said and it's transformed me. And I think that's the essence of what a toolbox is. It's God wants to take your life and show you how he wants to transform you into this beautiful fragrance. Yay. Yanni, but Reichus Christus for God, individual, me, Anthony, that smells the fragrance of Christ unto God, and we've allowed him to change our hearts. Sure, Anthony. That's beautiful. Thank you. Uh, I think the important thing here that, uh, that Anthony is also saying is if you've bought the toolbox and it's still in its plastic wrapping sitting in your boot or in your garage, it means nothing. You have to take the plastic wrapping off. You have to open the toolbox. And then you have to find somebody to teach you how to use those tools. You know, I am I, One of my biggest blessings I consider in life is that I have people around me that teaches me, you know, that I can trust. Find yourself people that you can trust, that can teach you and help you walk the journey that is a little bit further uh, on the journey than you are. And then... Something you know when I talk about and we're talking about the bohemia or the or the or the the artisanship. I've had the privilege a couple of times in my life where old men open their toolboxes in front of me, and there's tools inside there that you cannot go and buy. 
You cannot go to Builders Warehouse or to whichever sells tools, even specialist tool shops, where they buy, you can buy that tool. He has made that tool so that he can do a special job with it. He's now, now his craftsmanship has gone beyond the ability of the tools that can be bought. He, make, he makes his own tools to do the job. And Freak, if you don't mind, I feel that we have to pray this morning for the prison um, heads, that yeah. they, they develop a desire in their heart to, to, to become artisans in what they have to do. Rehabilitation. I mean, if I understand correctly, the prison, the prison's job is not really to lock those people up and keep them away from us. the The purpose is rehabilitation, mm-hmm. so that 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 function, you know, that their toolbox is filled with special tools, tools that me and you do not have. Well, may I don't have. You might have um, possess. You know, that specially made tools that gives them the ability and the power to do what they have to do hmm. with a yearning and a fire in their heart and become artisans in their craft. Do you, do, are, you, are you comfortable comfortable that we do that for you? Completely. And if, if, if I may, um, we need to greet the guys inside. Uh, the next program is going to start. So not being the founder of the radio, I've got, uh, I need to respect the next person's program. So, we're going to greet you guys and people inside. Uh, Art willing, we'll speak tomorrow morning, 6 o'clock. I'll talk to you again. Stay tuned for Deacon D. And uh, good morning, Barcelona. It was a great uh, privilege to spend with you guys. And um, we can't say ladies. Yeah, but the officials are listening. So, yeah, we, we're going to pray for you as management. Because, like Menzo said, we know that it changed in 2004. Before that, uh, prison was only about safekeeping, locking them up and forget about them. But when the white paper came out, they say, no, it's now about rehabilitation. So it's important. So, yeah, God bless you and uh, uh, have, have a wonderful day. Does mm. a list off? Uh, say so, so <clears throat> no, it's great to 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 hear that uh, Menzo, to 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 hear that we must pray for them because these guys need so much wisdom the challenges that they are facing is is tremendous and their biggest mm. challenges is from personnel follow colleagues around them when you've got a vision to help to do your uppermost for uh, when, when Mr. Mr. Bush said yeah, we need this radio in, in outsourcing, not knowing what's going to happen after that. We thought it was just for outsourcing. Um, there was a lot of slack from people around him, even officials saying, why do, you, why do you do this? It's not going to make a difference. And already it's making a difference, and it's making a difference in, in their lives. Uh, Dimitri told me yesterday, uh, if you can, maybe this morning between 9 and 11 sometimes, you must need to listen to these guys, our presenters, Ukugama's the program, just before Peter's program. And uh, it's if it's inmates that was trained by, by Dimitri to become uh, presenters. And one of the guys that is like the uh, leading the team, on, on, is like the head presenter, uh, Clip, 
we call him Clip. Um, yesterday, Dimitri told me that uh, one of the other guys told him he heard he hears Clip every morning in his cell, busy with the days planning for the radio, practicing his voice, doing the exercises that Dimitri taught him how to exercise your voice, your vocal cords. Uh, preparing himself, and when I listened yesterday, I just, even my wife, Anna, said the other day to me, she said, these guys are good. These guys are good. And that brought him out of the number, out of the gangs, they're in their own cell, and when somebody walked past the cell where, where these guys are currently, most of them are locked up, they saw them in the morning having Bible study together with the other guys in the cell. And that's where the change is going to come. That's where the change is going to come. You know, when I saw this, I just want to show you something. I, I tried to show you, but um, I went off. This is uh, when we made the installment uh, day before yesterday in, in Lady Schmidt. This is now in one of the officials' offices. And God's a dear so this way we can reach the officials and then um, when I had this dream and I saw this a few years ago oh, just give me a sec here As a, as a reminder, then, the tariff is the minimum sentence that you must serve, and your tariff was 15 years. That's correct, yeah. but, it, but anybody... I just want to show you. Can you guys see it? Okay, some of you saw it when I seen you, but this is now... Um, yesterday, you're on the bed. I saw this a few years ago, you know, in my spirit. And when this video was made the day before yesterday, I saw what I saw in the spirit came to fulfillment. How did it happen? By the grace of God. God alone. Only as God a, as can do it. As a reminder, this. then, the tariff is the minimum sentence that you must serve, and your tariff was 15 years. That's correct. But, it, but anybody... And this is where we are. This is, like we, like we said, it's... This is transformation. This is going to change our country. Absolutely, free. The, but isn't that a special blessing? You know, when when uh, the, the the world has got a name for it, they call it deja vu, right? I call it uh, a reminder. You know, where you where God showed you something, and it happens to me every once in a while. Where God showed you this is what's going to happen, and you actually forget about it, mm -hmm. and then you get into a scenario, or a scene, or an area, and you see exactly what God showed you. Yeah, and then He reminds you and said, "Remember, I showed you." And I mean, I don't know if you you have the same reaction, but my mind goes, you know, um, wow, I've been here. God has showed me this. And look at this. We are there, you know, and that journey where you see. And then, and then it encourages you just to go harder and, 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 um, and um, invigorates you to, 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 to follow that journey, to, um, to keep on going. Because you can see that what he's telling you is, it is exactly he's a, he's a God that we can trust. Yeah, you know, and um, absolutely. So that is great. Uh, uh, so my radio that you sent me, um, uh, I've not powered it up yet. I don't think it's working. I think you just sent it for me for uh, for for example. But the quality of that sound is not 
is not too bad. I'm I'm impressed with the quality of the sound. Oh, I bought but the, yeah, the problem is the 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 um the fact that they don't last, which we need to sort out. But I mean that's a technical thing, and we've got the tools in our toolbox to to sort that out. So uh, it is just a case of the, you know, um, yeah, uh, we we just have to get into it and and, and sort it out. The the abilities are there. It is not a. I don't think it's a big challenge. It just have to. We just have to take the actions, you know, and um, and get that problem sorted out. If there's no challenges, we don't learn. Yeah, that's it's so true, huh? Because you see the vision, you see the end result. God will show you. They sit in a prison listening inside the cell, listening to the radio, listening to the gospel, listening to the good news that that change your life. You you see that you see it, but God, being such a gentleman, if I can say it like that, He's not going to show you the journey towards that because that's 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 where He builds faith. That's where He builds character. You just need to keep your eyes on the vision. Because we yeah. vision, we perish, and uh, write the vision down. I showed Dimitri this week, a couple of days ago. I uh, got when I started the Well School of Ministry outside of Oatswilling for exophenes. At that time, I started to write it down the vision, what God put in, put in my heart, and now you see it comes to fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was a bit a bit distracted. I thought it needs to be outside. God wanted it inside. So you're on the journey. You will make mistakes. Am I right? Yes. You're going to make mistakes, but that's where you learn. It's going to hurt. It's, it's going to hurt when you make the mistakes. Of course, mistake. you know when that, when that promise, when, that, when the, 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 the child is born, when that vision comes to fulfillment, uh, you will remember those times when it hurt. Uh, because... That's how he builded your character, your faith, uh, integrity, to to walk in 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 that that he's called you to do, but to walk in that with integrity and godliness and uh, openness uh, about it, and say, okay, I I can't do it now. I need I need somebody else in the toolbox to help me here. You know, yeah. um, I maybe just the hammer that can hit that hard and hard. Uh, that's like a stone, but I need, I need that, that, uh, artist, that, uh, artisan. Yeah. That's artisan. specialist. Huh? That's yeah. 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 I have to tell you, I have to tell you this joke. So I've got two of my guys working there one day, my electrician and my mechanical guy, you know, and, um, they, I can, I can see they scratch you with each other because the one is blaming the ones who work for the fault and the other one is blaming the other ones who work for the fault. And we have a, you know, the machine is standing. And I'll remember this for the rest of my life. The mechanical guy says to the electrician, what is the most important tool in the electrician's toolbox? Now, you know, I just have to say like anything else, the Toyota guys give the Ford guys trouble and the bull, the, the bulls guys give the stormers guys trouble and vice versa. So this is now the, the, the work for, or the factory environment. The electricians give the, the mechanical guys trouble and vice versa. So the, the, the mechanical guy says to the electrician, what is the most important tool in an electrician's toolbox? And I can see the electrician is thinking about it. And he was not nearly as sharp as the, the mechanical guy. And the mechanical guy says to him, it is the telephone number of the mechanical guy. 
because he will come and sort your problems out. And that is so true. You know, your toolbox must have a phone book, a list of numbers that you can phone. If you get stuck, ask someone. Ask someone. Yeah. You must be on a, on a footing with them that you can phone them any time of the day, you know, and and they will have a kind word and set 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 time aside. You know, I've got I've got people I I take some days some days I take 50, 80, maybe a hundred calls. You can understand Freak. I think you I think you you've got the same situation. You have to be clever at who you answer, who whose call you take. But I've got a couple of people. Doesn't matter when they phone me, what time or day or night. I stop what I'm doing. I go and find a quiet place, and I take the call. You know, obviously, if I can, sometimes it's not possible. But you need a, a phone book full of people like that. You know, and if I can't take the call immediately, I make a point of phoning back as soon as I can. You need that list of phone numbers that you can phone. Atman, sorry, man, we are taking your time here. You had your hand up. Yes, I just firstly want to give a big thumbs up for Unlock Radio for the way they are giving their tools to set the captives free. Last time before I went to Freak, I had a dream. In my dream, I was taken into a garage, but it was the size of a warehouse. And there was everything. We were many people guided into this place to pick for you some stuff. So there was like TVs and stoves and all equipment. And me, I was walking to a table. Underneath that table was a lot of dust. But when I went nearer, I've seen that it was a golden toolbox. And it was for me such an amazing dream because at that stage I knew that I have a lot of tools. But in that dream when the Lord showed me this golden toolbox and the tool that stood out for me there was a plier, a golden plier, which if we see it, it is a multiple tool. So I, I after that dream, I was asking Freak and Hannah, what is this dream meaning? And they just shared some stuff with me, very positive about it. But today I realize if God says to set the captives free, they can be free indeed. And today I think I am a real example for many people that the tools that you have, you People are locked up, as Menzo said, they're inside prison with a lot of tools that they have. But there is a reason why they are there. They are broken. They also are, are bruised. But when the Lord picked them up, we really must give them a chance. Atman today is not here on his own. From the very first time I came out of prison, there was people on my way. Lord, the Lord prepared people to help me out of this pit. People with the knowledge and the guidance, like us around this table today, who helped me. 
help me to get trained, to get a job, to help me and teach me about finances, teach me about many other things in life. So when I came out, I was not a complete toolbox to help others. But today, with the help and the grace of the Lord, I can really stand out and help others go back to prison and applying all these tools that I received and give it away for free. And this is how we need to operate. And especially around this table, I am so grateful, Menzo, for our silent partners, the people that don't speak so much, like Umbeno and the others. But the moment they speak, there comes out something so powerful that you just grab it and take it with you into that golden toolbox and when you go into the field you can just apply it so the the the, the way of connecting each other from different places in south africa to today sitting around this table is really shaping us for big stuff and with our connection it is really a great platform for us and through the lord jesus christ to help set these captives free. If you think about Samuel, uh, I forgot to say Menzo, he um, apologized this morning because there's a problem with his uh, Wi-Fi in Namibia. If we, if we look at Sami also, yo, we I learned to know Sami on the, on, on the table. Last week, we was in, 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 in the prison in Eppington. Why? Because we were connected to Sami, Sami introduced me to another friend. And that friend gave me the numbers of the head of the prison and the chaplain and everything was organized through this connection. And we had a very successful time there in the prison. But why? Because we shared our toolbox around this table, connecting with each other, become more than brothers and friends. We became like... I don't know how one blood <laughs> and this is what the Lord is really doing and I'm encouraging everyone keep on with the good work even sharing the smallest words or encouragements on this group it is powerful and definitely it will help us to set most of the captives free in this beautiful South Africa thank you Menzo Shuatman, thank you very much there is a sermon on itself um, Peter, uh, you've got your hand up. I want to tell you guys another toolbox story. Um, if you, if you've got the time for the, for the guys that's new to our group. Um, if you, you know, don't feel captive, uh, to, to, to stay to the end. Uh, we understand that everybody's got to do their work. Uh, Friak makes us a beautiful podcast over, uh, from this. So I'll send it out. Um, so you can listen in later, but, uh, please don't hurt yourself by staying to the end. Um, you know, sometimes we can go on on about this and make more, more than one uh, program out of it. But um, I would love to tell you another toolbox story, if you don't mind. But uh, Peter, you you had your hand up. Go for it. Uh, tell the toolbox story, uh, Mensa. <laughs> As you can hear, I'm passionate about tools. I've got a toolbox of my my grandfather there, where, where there was special tools, is special tools in that. I still don't know what they do. And um, I want to challenge you guys. You can send me a photo of a tool. I'll tell you what it does. 
Um, it's a it's a, something I've got a passion for. I um, I've got an addiction. Um, we talk about the addiction on this um, on this program. I've got an addiction for machinery. I've got a whole warehouse full of machines that I buy that I don't even know if I'm going to ever get to them or uh, have use for them. But I walk past them and they cry out to me and say, "Save me, save me!" And then I save them. And um, so uh, now you know my addiction. The toolbox story. So I had a gentleman working for me, Wim Don, and I'm going I can use his name because um, he's not with us anymore. Um, and Wim Don was the quintessential artisan, you know, the big gray beard. Uh, he was a he was a warrior by by heart. Um, you know, I I when I got to know him, I realized that he's a lot to this man. And then one day I walked. We, me and Umdan were walking together down a road, and somebody walked past, turned around, and came to tapping on the shoulder. He says, "Are you Jenny Don? I can't remember his surname now." And um, he said, "Yes, I am." He says, "Yo, I served under you, you in the war in Angola. I just want to shake your hand." And I realized that this guy that I'm walking next to was a Easter. He was a serious guy in his time. Don was a good artisan. He was a welder, and he taught me some really cool stuff. And he knew what to do. I've got a piece of steel that he welded at the, close to the end of his life. That is just a piece of steel. It was a square steel piece of steel, and he welded it into a curve. And I've got it in my office because it is such a remarkable piece of craftsmanship. But Don had a serious drinking problem. It destroyed his life and it destroyed his family. And then one day, because me and Umdan had a had a tough relationship, he would start drinking and then he got, got too much for me, you know. So I would then, and I think it was a case of we got too we had too much of each other, and then I would organize for him jobs to go and do somewhere else. You know, so a friend of mine wanted to put up a a, a, a store on his uh, you know a, a stewardkamer on his farm. And he said to me, do you know anybody that's good with putting up structures? I said, well, Umdan is available. And um, I shipped Umdan off to the farm to go and build um, this uh, this building. And um, yeah, and then sometimes he would wander off to the next job and the next job and the next job. And then he would come back to me. Um, and that was our relationship. And I was happy with that. Then one day, actually, a friend of mine, I got to his place and there's from Don's toolbox standing there. Toolbox that he built himself with the tools that is in there. I knew the toolbox. Uh, well, always interesting to have a look in the toolbox to see all the special tools from Don made. And there's from Don's toolbox. So I said to him, uh, why is from Don's toolbox here? He says, no, no, I bought it from him. And I thought to myself, I know this guy. He's got very little technical capabilities. Why would he buy a toolbox like this? You know, what would you do with it? It's like me passing my toolbox on to Freak. It would it would be dangerous for Freak, you know. Um, I don't know how to work Freak's tools, and tool, Freak doesn't know how to work my tools. Why would I buy Freak's toolbox? I've got no use for it. I don't know how to do what to do with it. So I'm thinking this to myself, and he answers me and says, "No, when Don needed some money, um, you know, he was down and out, and he needed some money for um, for buying some drink, and I bought the toolbox." So before I could um, think about my reaction, I said to him, give it back. 
And he looked at me and he says, uh, you know, I could see the, the, the his, my reaction firstly was a little bit out of um, out of shape because I was upset with him. And um, I could see in his eyes that he asked, but I bought it. You must buy it back. And I answered him before he could ask me the question. I said, it's got no use for you. You cannot do anything with the toolbox because you do not have the ability to use the tools that's inside it, number one. Number two is that without Umdan's toolbox, he is also useless. You, know, you cannot... You cannot, you cannot use the tools, and with him not having his tools, he cannot um, do his work that he needs to do. Because Umdan passed away before he could get his toolbox back, um, and we, I was very blessed that I could spend the last couple of days uh, with Umdan. And his, and his, um, his daughter came to visit me after he passed away, and she was in in our reception with tears in her eyes, and she said. When Don was well, my dad was well, and my relationship with my dad was well when he was working here. As soon as he was not working here, things came apart. You know, and that's a, a little bit of a different story that we can talk about one day. But here's my point I want to make about the toolbox story. Don't lose your toolbox. God gives you this toolbox that you develop over many years. And because of his alcohol addiction, he sold his toolbox for, I can't remember what the price was, 500 rand, 1,000 rand, 200. It could have been 500,000 rand. It could have been 500 million rand. Don't lose your toolbox. It's your toolbox. No money is worth that toolbox. has got value. That is not, there's no money that can be equated to it. Don't lose your toolbox. Don't let your addiction allow you to lose your toolbox. Right, that's the first story. The second story is, take care of your friend's toolbox. I must make sure, although I've got no value for Freak's toolbox, I must make sure that Freak doesn't lose his toolbox. Because what Freak does with his toolbox has got a value for me. I can't do that. I cannot, I cannot do, sorry Freak that I use you as an example, but I cannot do what Freak can do. I cannot, even if I've got Freak's tools, I cannot do what Freak does with his tools. But the fact that Freak has his toolbox with him and can use his tools has got a value for me. It's good for my soul. So don't lose your toolbox and look after your buddy's toolbox. Now this is, um, we're talking highly spiritual here, but I can promise you in my factory it's exactly the same way. If you want to have a... a a proper difficult day with me. Go lose your tools. Then we are going to have a stand-up fight. You know, the only guy in this world that I bought three toolboxes for was my son. He's my son. The first toolbox I bought him, he lost all the tools. The second toolbox I bought him, he lost all his tools. Then I said to him, okay, listen to me. Go buy yourself a toolbox. Here's my card. Go buy yourself a toolbox, and then you're going to pay me back for the toolbox. Guess what? That toolbox is pristine. The other day, I'm sitting, I'm sitting working on a machine. I love, I love it. I'm sitting on a, on a, on a, a, a cable bobbin. I'm working on a machine, 
and my toolbox was not close. I, they asked me to quickly just come and help them with something. And his toolbox were just a little bit out of my reach. So I didn't feel like standing up because I was sitting very low. I didn't feel like standing up, grabbing the toolbox and uh, moving it closer. I just put my finger around the, the handle and I dragged it. Yeah, I dragged the toolbox towards me. Freak, that little boy of mine was so angry with me that I scratched his toolbox at the bottom. Right. Because now it's his toolbox that he paid for. Suddenly, the value of that toolbox is completely different. And here's the other story. If you pay for it because you pay for your tools with your blood, somebody else paid. Jesus paid for your toolbox with his blood. The moment you recognize it, the value of those tools and that toolbox changes completely. Because once you, once you know what you can do, that, that voice that you almost lost, you know, with your, um, with your, with the cancer, not your cancer, with the cancer, that tool, you realize, suddenly realize the value of that tool. That, that tool, your voice, had a value. But the moment there was a risk of you losing it, you realize the value of that tool. And there's a lesson to be learned in that in itself. So that's my other toolbox story. I just made it up. I just put it together. <laughs> Peter, please go ahead. You had your hand up, Peter. Yeah, we've touched on a hundred things already in this meeting this morning. And uh, each one sort of gets popcorns going in your mind, you know, you remember. But just on a more practical note, you're talking about how God has prepared your toolbox over your whole lifetime. And in a dot, uh, not only is the mechanicals guy's phone number in your toolbox, the mechanic is in your toolbox. And so we are in each other's toolboxes. And, and so the networking is critical. But the point I want to make there is God says, what's mine is yours. So now what tools have we got? Now we've got God in our toolbox with respect, you know, if I can say that. And so on a practical note, what I'm realizing, and I think with a view to community development, what, uh, let's just use for uh, his ministry is evangel uh, evangelism and his passion. That is the toolbox. Uh, it's an evangelist toolbox. And inside there are lots of things. But now, Freak's contribution to the community development will be out of his toolbox. He can't compare his tools to your toolbox. And so, but he's got to, he's got to use you and your toolbox. And so your contribution then, so to community development, look in your toolbox 
Don't look in anybody else's toolbox. Don't, you know, if you need to pull that out closer for, for a short while on the journey, then pull in closer. But don't pull his toolbox. You know, and so I don't know if it's clear what I'm trying to say. But I want to close with one thing. Well, two quick stories. My father-in-law was a VW mechanic, but he was, he's from 19 Futsack, man, for, for the Rennepes, was a, a mechanic. And, uh, but he's been a mechanic in every form of motor car and tractor and anything with the engine in those days. He's a guy that has made spanners, one spanner just for one job, and he's kept it in his box for, and there it is. But <clears throat> he moved to Kempton Park a couple of uh, years ago, and BMW South Africa, he just was working in a little one-man garage uh, thing, and BMW South Africa heard about him. And they came to him and they said, listen, they've got this new fancy 7 Series or whatever it is, and they've had their experts, international experts, can't figure out what's wrong with this BMW. And eventually he said, okay, bring them up. I'll have a look. So they brought it, and one Saturday afternoon, they thought he's going to now take expert time, a whole month or two, to investigate and within about 40 minutes, he phones him back and he says, okay, you can come fetch your car. And uh, and and he didn't tell them exactly what and where, which they don't do. They don't share their secrets like that, uh, which is another important toolbox lesson. Okay. But they asked him, how did you know? And he said, well, in 1956, I was working at Stanley's Garage in King Williamstown, and they brought in a water pump that was similar to this one, and it had the same problem. And so that substitute for experience. You know, God, Jacob in the Bible was a, was a horrible person. He was a wheeler and a dealer and a scalum and a surplanter is his name, a name for weakness. And Israel, uh, the Jewish people, could have been judged under that name. But then God changed Jacob's name to Israel. Means one who wrestles with God, who lays hold of God for what I, I'm not going to leave you until you bless me. And so now, to this day, because God changed their name, now you'll find throughout the Bible where God changes names, even Abram to Abraham, the H is the letter representing God's name. So Abram was just Abram until God put something of God into him. And then he, he achieved his purpose and he slotted in. 
And that's where I'm trying to get to with what I'm saying. God has to change your name for you to achieve what he has purposed for you. Now, when I was still in, in the legal business, I met a guy. A guy came to work for us from Cape Town. He introduced himself as Mirki. Ant, but not just ant, small ant. And his whole character and his lifestyle represented that name. He was an alcoholic. He had no self-respect. He had no self-discipline, no self-confidence, nothing. And then at one of our work prayer meetings, God saved him. He got saved. And almost over the weekend, he changed. And when he came back on Monday, it was not Mirki that walked in. And he came to my office and he said, I just want to tell you, my real name is Joshua. Savior. Savior. And God had destined him as a savior, as a mighty man who wrestles with God. But the world had called him Ant, little Ant. And so the challenge there, and I, this is probably what I'm trying to say, is it doesn't matter if your toolbox is not as lawny as the Nexus toolbox. It's not as fancy. doesn't matter what the world calls you. doesn't matter. You know, something that blesses me so wonderfully, David, in the Bible, a man after the heart of God, mistakes and all, failures and all. He had a son from his adulterous rape of Bathsheba. And you can go and read, that son died. And David immediately got up and carried on, dusted himself off and got back in the fight. And the wonderful thing that happened was that God raised up a Solomon, another son. And so our challenge, and this is what I want to encourage you with. I don't know why. Somebody's got to hear this today. It doesn't matter how much you've messed up. God has a Solomon for you. Today when we pray, go and ask him for your Solomon. Ask him for that second chance, for that what he has got in substitute, in replacement. I've told you men, so I I lost all the money I made in the legal business by going into business with a skellum. And I was a fool and my money disappeared. But God has a Solomon for me. And it flows out of my toolbox. And my toolbox is that over all the years, of legal work, of, of full-time ministry, of playing music, 
I can talk over a microphone. And that is now, all of those things are in my toolbox and are available to you. And I make them available to you. And the joy of all of this is that Jesus is committed to you succeeding. He's committed to you succeeding in what he wants you to do. He is more willing that you do his will than you are willing to do his will. So I just wanted to, I don't know why I had to say all of that stuff. My I say, flate, flate. Thank you, Peter, as per usual wisdom. Freak, before we finish off, and we have to pray for for the for the um, CEOs of the of the prison. Um, before we go, uh, I just please tell us the story. Yes, of what the guys said to each other after our meeting last week. If if you're comfortable with doing that, I don't know if you remember what I'm talking about. But uh, before before you do that, and I think I'm going to ask you to close for us, Rip. Um, Sadie, you've got your hand up. I was hoping that you're going to contribute for us. Morning, Sadie. Good good morning. I'm 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 listening to you. Um, I'm in the kitchen, and and it's yeah, it's 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 just been so wonderful to listen to what you're saying about the toolbox, and um, as a person who has a passion for community development, and and I I do community development in you know in many communities with many households. Um, what you just, what you've, we've been discussing now has just given me another way of reaching households because you go there, you talk about household assets, but I do asset based development. Now, the word tools has really come, you know, so strong in my spirit that, uh, engaging communities, engaging households and talking about the tools that they have, because when you do the mapping of assets, especially when you talk about the household assets and the human assets. You know, we will look at the five five types of assets that each person would have. One would have one, others would have two, others would have three, others can have all the five. But those are tools and those are the talents, the gifts that God has given each one of us. And in a household, you'd find that one can cook one can do gardening, one can do this and that, because we talk about the gift of the head, the gift of the hands, the gift of the hearts, the gift of the heel, and the gift of the of, of the feet. And 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 those are tools that each household has. And most people are not even aware of the tools that they have in the household. And that is why people stay in poverty, because they're not aware that they've got the tools that God, God has freely given them the tools to be able to deal with whatever situation. So it, it's, it has really um, opened another, I, I can't even say what it is, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm so blessed. I'm so moved by, by, by what you've been discussing there uh, as, as one of the, 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 you know, it has shaped also, the way that I would begin again to 
to do development with communities in, in a language that they would understand. When you talk assets, sometimes people don't even understand you. When you talk about the natural assets, that you've got a, you've got a piece of land and you've got hands. And what is it that is in your hand? And every time, you know, when I talk to communities, I would, I would give an example of Moses to say, when, when God said to Moses, go, you, you, you know, you, you've got a, a role to play. I've got a, a job for you, if I should say a job. And Moses said, but I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I can't, I can't even speak. I'm, I, 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 you know, and, and God said, what is in your hand? And he said, it's, it's I've, I've got a, this, this stuff. And he said, but what is this? Throw it down. But the, the long, the short of the story is that, Moses was not aware of the gifts of the power that is in his hand until he could see that. But until God said to him, throw this uh, stick down and it turned into a snake, which actually swallowed the smaller snakes that were around. And it was only then that he was aware that he's got power in his hand. So every time I say to them, what is in your hand? What is it that God has deposited in your hand? Those are the tools that we have, and and I'm using the word tools today because you know we often talk about those are the gifts and the assets, but also the tool. It's got so much meaning when you when you when you, when you talk about it too. But thank you very much. Thank you. Um, I think this was um what the Lord really wanted me to learn from this morning session, and mm-hmm. and I really thank Him for 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 connecting uh, because I was even late to connect, but I just said. Better later than never, and 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 I didn't know what the Lord had in store for me, and and thank you very much. Sure, thank you, Sadie. Can I just ask you quickly? Those five gifts is the the hand, the feet, the head. The gift of the hand, the yes. gift of the head, the gift of the heart, the gift yeah. of the mouth, and the gift. Of the hill, or you can say the gift of the feet. Feet, okay. The hill so, or the feet. Those, those are the five gifts, which are like the fivefold ministry. I wonder if I can ask you one morning to um, to uh, to give give us a little bit of explanation of that because it sounds. I I think I know where you're going, but I think um, it will be very very nice to to learn those those lessons because it is so true. Sadie, you you're talking about the. Uh, um, Working in you're working in the kitchen at the moment, so I've got kitchen tools. I'm also also uh, uh, you know my purpose of the campfire weekend that we're having this weekend. I'm the chef. I'm going to look after the guys, uh, make sure they eat uh, something, get something to eat. And um, one of my favorite kitchen tools is not in my kitchen. My favorite kitchen tool is my knife sharpener that's in my workshop. Because if I have to start working in the kitchen and there's a blunt knife, I stop. Yeah. I'm done working in the kitchen. Then I go and sharpen my knife. And then we can go on in the kitchen. You know, so sometimes that toolbox is, you know, we, we actually touched on a very cool thing this morning. And then there's that, what is in your toolbox and what's not in your toolbox because you need to look after your tools. You know, if your tools are not, if your knife is not sharp, what is it? It's a piece of steel. It's not a knife. Yeah. You know, and working without uh, without uh, working with a blunt knife is hard work. So, Sadie, you've got an invitation. If you've got blunt knives in your kitchen, bring them to me. I'm going to sharpen them for you nicely. 
<laughs> Come for a visit, I'll sharpen your knives. <laughs> I yeah. love sharpening knives. They, they said people that, people that love sharpening knives should possibly not be allowed around sharp objects. <laughs> but thank you for your contribution, Sadie. Um, thank you. Friek, um I wonder if we should not uh, pray for for the for the aids of the prisons to um to empower them and make them realize the position they are sitting in and make them um and and help them uh, uh, encourage them to to use all the tools to their ability freak being one of them you know the the fact that the door is opening for you in such a big way you know is 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 a proof that they are seeing your toolbox they are seeing the inside of your toolbox mm. and they realize i don't have these tools i don't even have the knowledge to use these tools even if i had the tools but here's a guy he's got tools it's like like you said the other day when they said to you but we can't do this because we don't have the budget for it and you said but i can do it you know they realize that you have tools to your disposal well to your disposal that they have not even thought of yeah. yeah, and it's because of that power, because a toolbox is power. That's actually what we're talking about here. You know, it is the ability to do something that needs to get done. You know, it is the five things that Sadie is talking about: the ability to use what you have, and each one. I, I, I believe this so deeply in my heart. You know, God has given us each one. Uh, there's, there's a reason why there's not two people with the same fingerprints. Or the same face. God has got the power. That is that is one of the proof that he is an all-powerful God. He's made billions of people, not one looking the same. Mm. All of us has got two eyes, one nose. Well, not all of us, but most of us has got two eyes, um, one nose, one mouth, two ears. We should all look the same, but we don't. Mm. We don't nearly look the same. Even twins don't look the same. Even identical twins don't look the same. Why would it be that we would have the same skill set? Each one has got a different skill set, and there's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes, Rick. Yeah, thanks, Menzo. Um, yeah, last week, when uh, our brothers on the inside joined us on the transformation table, afterwards they said to Dimitri, they just want to tell him something about this morning. And he asked him what, and he, they said, yeah, we don't feel dirty anymore. These people accepting us this morning on the Zoom meeting, sitting with them in our orange uniforms, we feel clean. And that's transformation. Transformation of the heart. Feeling the love, experiencing the love, not judging, saying, come sit, you're welcome to come and sit on this table, around this table, so we give God the glory. Father, we just want to honor you this morning. You are such an amazing father. You are such a good father. There's nobody that we can compare you with. There's nobody that we even can say has got your heart, is like you. You are the only one. You are the great I am. And we honor you, Father, and we praise your holy name for allowing us, giving us the grace to stand up this morning in good health, sitting among around the table, talking about your business, talking about you and your kingdom, 
and how we believe your kingdom will bring the change. When your kingdom come, when your kingdom of light comes, the kingdom of darkness must flee because you have overcome him. You have, you had victory over the enemy on the cross of Calvary. And you have bring him into the open. You have destroyed his works. You have, you are the great warrior. And we need your spirit more than ever before, the Holy Spirit. The spirit of not quitting, the spirit of endurance, the spirit of power, the spirit of wisdom and knowledge and discernment and understanding. And Father, we pray that you will save each one of our head of correctional centers in the centers all over South Africa and the world. Because you have put them in that chair, and it's a chair of a lot of responsibility. We pray for them for grace. We pray for wisdom and knowledge and understanding. Father, we pray that you will put a team around them, that you will give them a toolbox, that they will know this tool is right for this. I need that tool for this. Father, we pray in Jesus' name that you will protect them and their loved ones. They are so, so under attack. I will especially want to pray with my brothers and sisters. This morning for Brother Philip Bush. Father, in the last couple of weeks, months, yeah, in, in the beginning I didn't understand him, but we have come together, we started a relationship, and now he calls me even coach, and I call him Woof. Now we are brothers. We are, we are uh, not good friends, we are brothers in Christ. And hearing his testimony the other day when he told me how many years ago when he was head of Mosul Bay Youth Center, when we were there and I was preaching your gospel, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, leaving the prison, after that service he went to church and he gave his life to Jesus Christ, to you, Lord. And that's how we are privileged. To, the one can sow, the other one can Give the seed water, but it's only you that will bring the growth. And Father, these nine prisons in the Garden Route and the Southern Cape will be the unlock of a spiritual growth in the prisons of South Africa and we believe all over the world. Like when I spoke to you last night, Father, it's all about the kingdom coming into the prisons. It's all about people getting saved. You want people, you don't want anybody to perish, but you want them to be saved. And Father, thank you that we can be in your toolbox because you are the great tradesman. You are the great, you are a farmer, you are a businessman. You teach us, you lead us and guide us. You give us the, the tools, like my sister said, the talents, the gifts to bring glory to your, your name and to introduce people to the Lord of all lords, the King that is above all kings, the Lord of the great I am, Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Let this day be a good day for my brothers and sisters as you lead them, as you guide them, as you show them where they must use the tools that you have given them. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen.
Amen. Thank you very much, Friek. I I do think that our journey on on um, you know the, the the prison journey is an important journey to understand community development as well, because it is a it is a reflection of our community. You know, if we if we if we understand all these things, we will be better at community development. Um, Atman, I, I think you agree with me that we can pull that line, pull that line through. Um, you know, there's 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 a couple of uh, um, things that I, that I've read that sticks in my mind. One was um, I was sitting at the at the vet. You know, my uh, my dog was not well, and I took it to the to the vet. And on the on the wall was painted, "You can judge a man by the way he treats his pets." Yeah. Um, if you treat your pets well, he's possibly, he, that guy possibly teaches, uh, uh, treats his family well and the people around him. And, and um, I'm trying to think who, who said that. It was actually quite an interesting one. But we can judge our society by the way we treat our young, our old, you know, the young people, the kids, the old and the frail, and the people in prison. Mm. You know. That that will tell us if we have a successful society. And if I look at what's going on, we are not doing so great in South Africa. We're not doing so great in South Africa. We need to do better. Mm. We need to do better. Yeah. And um, luckily, we've got the teacher, the ultimate teacher, to teach us on that journey. But what a special morning! I didn't see this. I didn't see the toolbox thing coming, Friek, but. Yeah. Uh, I think I think it's opened our minds to um, to understanding that um, you know we all I think there's a certain form of peace or maybe even even if I may be so naughty when you connect when God connects you to your tools mm-hmm. your 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 skill set your 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 special w- uh, uh, plan that He's got for you. There is a certain amount of peace. If you if you look at an artisan, you know, a guy that knows what he's doing, he's normally that guy that is so peaceful mm. because he he knows I know how to do this. Yeah. You know, when when then it comes back to that saying that you say, heaven is not in trouble. South Africa's in trouble, but heaven is not in trouble. When Freer goes into prison to go and preach, he's completely calm. I can I can imagine that. I can I, yes, you might look up your columnster mm. at your most peace. When you walk into that prison. Now I must tell you, Freya, the exact opposite will be my feeling when I have to go and do what you do. I will be there's many words, but I will possibly be extremely uncomfortable and fearful when I have if I have to go and do but it's because that if I if I had said to Freak, Freak, I've got a machine that's broken down, please there is Production issues. We've got promises and commitments to our customers. My machine is packed up. I would possibly put you in a very uncomfortable position. Can you fabric or blast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Many more than actually your present ministry work or blast when it is. Because we must not take cases. It's a different perspective. Understand? I can see men's and I can see often the lichaam. We are part of a body. And yeah, yeah. You know, we maybe somebody will think, yeah, but why are we focusing so much on the prisons and 
on the transformation table, talking about community development, but even yourself said, you didn't see it as a community. Isn't God yeah. wants to use this to show the rest of the other communities, if God can change this community to his glory, surely he can change any community. Yeah. And, and, and Flick, what is the difference in the two communities? There's actually no difference. The difference is just the one is wearing our orange overalls and the other community is wearing mm. not. You know, and you will there's see, no difference. Really. Yeah, and the difference will be when you bring Christ into this, when he comes into this, when he walks into this, when, with all respect, when he runs onto the field. <laughs> enemies in trouble <laughs> enemies in trouble so we praise God for that yes thanks Menzo um, I can stop the recording if you just want to greet yes sure thank you everybody for joining in this morning on the on the transformation table on the zoom meeting and um, on, on what you if you listen to the radio later and of course especially the guys in, in the prisons we had an awesome morning and um and i've learned a lot myself so uh thank you very much for 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 playing with us and 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 um uh you know if two 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 guys had to run onto the rugby field and say let's have a rugby match it's going to be a, it's not going to work so lacquer you know who do you pass the ball to mm. but uh um around the transformation table in freak that song of ours you know come to the table just resonates in my mind the whole time because remember in the song it says you're standing on the outside looking in this is where grace begins and then who opens that door did you listen to that song who opens the door right mm. and you walk in and sitting around the table is a blessing and um yeah it is great thank you very much everybody it was awesome Thank you for listening to The Transformation Table, where we talk about God's business.